Welcome to Inflection Point Conversations. I'm Michelle Obeda, an art director at Shimahara Visual. This series emerged as a reaction to the highly disruptive AI revolution that's reached an inflection point within our industry. We hope to take a deep dive into this revolution. Join us. Today, I'm talking with Fabio Palvelli. Um, Fabio is a 3D artist and designer, and he's an art director at Elephant Skin, which is a global art for studio. And you can find his work online. Fabio is very prolific and um, is very open about sharing his artwork as well as his processes, business ideas, thoughts on trends. You can find all of this online. Fabio is also the co-founder of the D2 Conference, which is an annual conference held in Vienna for um, ArcViz artists and 3D artists and designers around the world. And brings together people to share their knowledge, share their experience, meet each other. And that's where I met you about six years ago. Uh, welcome, Fabio. Um, well, a question for you is, um, do like AI tools, do you see them or have you used them in production in ways to be more efficient? And um, like, how do you view that positively, negatively? Um, I don't know. Like we use, uh, we use a lot of... Um... We do a lot of mid journey. We do a lot of like generative fill in uh, in Photoshop. Um, we use these tools to create mood boards. Um, we use them also to communicate with the artists because oftentimes you do not find, you know, the right kind of picture or the right kind of asset. Um, I don't know. That's um, you know, we had sort of like an initial conversation a couple of weeks ago. Um, now that this little time has passed, I already feel a lot less excitement about these tools because this is the yeah. kind of society that we live in, right? That everything needs to be sensational for medias to make a lot of noise. And then yeah. things, all, all, of this, all of a sudden, they almost disappear instantly, right? And so yeah. right now, looking at all these tools, we have already like, yeah, okay, that's that's the role that they have. Yes, there are new things coming uh, along and, you know, that uh, that are going to improve the way that we do things. But all that fear and all that uh, even excitement, I feel like has already gone away, right? I mean, at least yeah. personally, I don't feel it that much anymore. Uh, yeah. With that said, you know, we're still using these tools uh, they're not very reliable right now, and I'm sure that you know um, in the future this will change and they'll get better and better. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, you know they're just like an additional extension to something that we are already using, which is you know uh, digital design tools. Yeah. What was your initial excitement? Um. So in the very beginning, I was really blown away by the fact that, you know, you could simply write things and then it will give you something. Um, but then, you know, like I work in social media. And so I don't like when I read things like, oh, this will change everything and uh, it's the end for our career and blah, blah, blah. I know that all of these uh, things are said just to grab the attention of people. And so it doesn't really affect me. Like I never got to the point where I was scared of AI and, you know, like, oh my God, we're going to lose our jobs. 
I've been in this industry for 16 years. And every time that there was a new, like I remember when Corona came out, people were like, oh, we're done because, you know, like now everybody can make renderings. I remember when B-Ray came to Revit and SketchUp, people were like, oh, now architects won't need us anymore because they can render everything by themselves. Uh, when Unreal came, people were like, oh, now B-Ray is dead because, you know, like, and guess what? Nothing has ever changed. Like things got a tiny little bit better, right? And we kept moving forward and nothing, right? Mm -hmm. as, as long as we let things do their course, then, you know, we just keep moving forward. And that's, uh, I think, the, 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 the issue that we have to learn to deal with as a society. It's more to understand that, you know, the infrastructure that we use to communicate and to share happenings of our lives, which is social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, it's just a attention grabbing system that actually we can simply ignore because, you know, like it's never what they say or what they, uh, or what they claim, uh, yeah. you know, what they a, promise or what they promise. And, and, uh, I don't know, you know, it's just funny to me because it's like a month ago we thought that everybody would lose their jobs. Mm. Now a month has passed and at least in the field of architectural visualization, I think that, you know, things are okay. <laughs> that that yeah. might be a crash, <laughs> but it feels like things are okay. I I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, something that I've been testing out a little bit is like and I guess it's kind of um the idea that is really the crux of um if it would um automate our jobs is getting an actual specific design so you know like mid-journey for reference images kind of great and they're kind of vague and you can't really art direct them too much but with sketch to render tools you know like the control net is kind of getting better so um I've started using you know um you know, putting in more accurate sketches and getting something out that looks more like a render. Do you think that process will change like the traditional way of doing architectural visualization? Possibly. It could it could happen that, you know, like um there will be a tendency to go back to train, say, uh drawing abilities. And so, you know, the more you're capable of like drawing, the more you can uh let um, the machine assists you in that and that's already like is something that has already happened in uh, in our field because people went from having the ability of like sketching and drawing in matte painting mode to have the ability to 3d model something mm -hmm. and so I remember in the beginning of my career that I was scared of 3d modeling because I was like it's too complicated you got to do a boolean and then you got to uh, <laughs> weld vertices. And that was a, a sort of like a um, a topic that was scary, at least in my case. I remember uh, there was a friend of mine who then went on to become a, a really good artist, worked for Cityscapes and everything, uh, Jonathan Evans, uh, who was coming to the, the, the university with these 3D models done in 3ds Max. And I was like looking at the interface and crying myself to sleep at night because I was like, it's I'll never be able to do that, you know? And so it's not hard to imagine that people will go back to uh, drawing skills because the machine will sort of like uh, uh, 
improve and augment our abilities if we learn what to feed to the machine. Um, why not? You know, it, 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 it's very possible. The I think what's important for people to understand is that it is a um, sort of like a, a continuous um, holistic existential quality to humans that will never set the bar to the point where we say, okay, we can replace men with machines. If that happens, then, you know, we don't have to worry about the jobs. We have to worry about our <laughs> existence, right? <laughs> um, but let me try and sort of like explain what I mean with uh, with an example. So, uh, you know, say that you're like 17 or 18 and you're going to school. And so you want to start going to school by yourself. So maybe you buy yourself a car, right? And most likely the first car that you're going to get, it's going to be a very basic car that takes you from point A to point B. Then you'll graduate, you'll get a job, you'll start making some money. You're going to realize that the car that you're driving, it's maybe dirty. You know, you're going to start comparing it to the one of your colleagues. And so maybe you'll say, I got to, you know, wash it and maybe do a paint job or whatever. When you're going to become a little bit older, you're going to look at that car and think, oh my God, I'm doing all this hard work. I deserve more, right? And so probably you're going to buy yourself a brand new car. Then you're going to become a senior and you'll say, oh, you know what? I want to go to the dealer and I want to the dealership and I want to get myself a new car because I deserve it, right? And so there is always, it might not be a car in your case. It might be a watch. It might be sneakers. I don't know, a house. But you'll always try to sort of like get more out of your uh, being, right? Um, if these tools, these design tools are going to level up the field for everybody, we're going to move on to better things. It's been like this with movies. It's been like this with art. When, um, you know, realism in, uh, you know, when um, uh, the, the, the painters before the moment of... Um, um, surrealism and you know all the new french mm -hmm. painters that started to create uh you know this uh, um, for instance monet uh gauguin you know all these people that started mm -hmm. to experiment with like abstraction of realism right that was a response to the fact that at the time the uh aim for the greatest painters was to be hyper realistic in their techniques and these uh, the, the painters that uh came before uh, th this movement were actually engineers that were creating, you know, machineries that would allow them to map real light onto the canvas so that they could paint it super realistic. And so, you know, once uh, photography then came into the play and painters were like, okay, now what? Uh, they sort of like reinvented themselves, right? And they raised again the bar. Um, you know, that continued evolving. We got Picasso, we got, uh, um, you know, other painters that then moved the bar a little bit higher. Uh, this is always going to happen in our existence. And I think that this is what makes human <clears throat> creation interesting, you know? Uh, and we are going to tweak technology as well in order to make that possible. So you see, like for me, it's really hard not to be 
positive about everything that it's 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 going to 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 come in the future. I might be totally wrong. I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, have you ever sat in a meeting with like stakeholders, clients, developers, bankers? <laughs> Nobody knows what they want. They all seem to have different issues. There is never a coordinated process in between them. AI is never going to solve that issue. <laughs> Yeah, AI is going to, to to get mad at people. Yeah, I understand what you mean. You still need the humans to like. You still need people to to do. I guess it's like the artwork, but also kind of like the art directing job, and to do the sort of the expressive job. Like, do you feel? Do you feel that? Um, like in terms of like kind of late. Um, like bringing up the bar. So like younger artists are able to produce something that's of a higher quality that it allows more people to express themselves I suppose that's a good thing yeah yeah absolutely I can tell you already like um basically the only skills that I bring to the table myself um right now is the ability to really see who has a better idea that could serve the client better uh you know the younger artists in terms of producing stuff, the speed and everything, they're much better than me. Like, I grew up without a, uh, professionally speaking, without a um, um, sort of like a content library. We did not have that. Like, when we needed a chair, we had to open Evermotion files, which, you know, took like 15 minutes to open you would have to look for a chair. Sometimes you had the PDF, but you know, like you still wanted to see it in 3D. And so, you know, just the process of importing stuff, that was really long. And at the time when I was doing stuff, even using Evermotion assets, like some artists that would be like, oh yeah, you're cheating. You're not modeling everything yourself. Yeah, It's like... <laughs> Now, if you think about it, you know, it's it's such a silly thing to even think, right? Because yeah. like right now, this is this is basically how you can get the work done in a timely manner to, to satisfy your client, you know, like, and as a matter of fact, like having a very well-organized library, it is sort of like the biggest asset of doing our job, right? And so yeah. it is funny to see how things evolve and what was the perception that we had of those things back then and what it is the perception that we have of these things right now, yeah. right? I, I definitely, I, I remember having that opinion. I remember thinking, because I remember starting off with ArcViz where I'd have to model the furniture. And I remember when I'd see someone's work in their portfolio or something, and it was like, well, did you model those things then like did you make the image like did you create it which uh, then I, another question I wanted to ask you in that kind of sense because if you sort of think of that as like using AI tools people start wondering did you make the image is it creative do you think AI is creative um so th this is basically where uh, the the biggest issue is right now yeah that people have sort of like uh um moral issues with and i think that this is where things will have to be regulated at a certain point because like again the issue nowadays is that we see value in places where there isn't really value 
I give you an example. A lot of people that do AI artwork, they just do it because they know that if they do something pretty, they can post it on social media and they can get a follow, they can get a like. And so they see that as a currency. Does that really hold value? I don't really know because I can tell you that there are a lot of artists who have very little following but are very busy work-wise and vice versa. A lot of people that have massive following but make no money whatsoever. And so can we really say that there is value in there? Now, is it creative to create an image using AI? Yes and no, because like initially you have to put an idea of what it is that you want to see. But to me, as a creative director working with other people, creativity really is the response to a problem that is given by someone, right? And so these people, they come to you, they have a problem, you need to solve it. You use creativity uh, in order to give them something that they did not know they wanted. Now, theoretically, you can do that also with mid-journey, but you're outsourcing sort of like um, the, the content to a machine, right? Um, is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. I don't think that we have the societal understanding right now because we don't know what it is that we value right now. It's a little bit of a contorted idea to, to, to pass along. But I can tell you one thing for sure. At a certain point, people are going to start asking themselves these questions because, you know, like, Right now, we're using whatever image, whatever info that we feed to the machine. But the reality is that when we are going to establish ourselves as, as designers in the future, we are going to be jealous of people that are going to poach our work to present creative solutions to others. Mm. Why am I saying this? Because like, if you have an AI that is trained, say, on Zaha did architecture, right? Is that really a creative work to say, hey, make a building Zaha style, boom, 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 you input it and the computer does it, right? So who has the right to that kind of work if we are basically saying, hey, feed this machine all the information that belongs to Zaha did. And so in the, that brings up two points. The first one is that the real power of AI will be harvested in the moment that we create these uh, models that are created based on the IP of a person. The second point is that that IP will have to be owned by the person that has created the work in the first place. Uh, and, you know, you can think of it the way that you want, but if you're gonna work your entire life uh, creating beautiful things in an analog way, you're using AI, and you come to the conclusion that you have a style that it's very recognizable and that it's yours, you're going to be very jealous of anyone who comes and poaches ideas and remix them because basically that's what these tools can do at a very efficiently and at a very high speed. And so, you know, like uh, in, in the future, I do think that what, what's going to happen is that people are going to have their own AI. 
like you know this idea of having a central ai it's not gonna really exist because like what is the big advantage you want to have an ai that is just yours and that you trained on the kind of work that you do because then you can really sort of like excel at doing your own things at the same time will you want to put that uh work up for everybody to 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 grab i'm not really sure because like nowadays we do the same thing you buy models uh, through evermotion through um um i don't know whatever other website that you can buy yeah. models from 3d sky or uh model app whatever you create images using those models that you paid money for right you're not going to take those models and say, hey, internet, here's my entire library that I've spent many years collecting and organizing and spend money on. Here, have it, right? Do, do your own thing. I don't think that people will do that. Uh, it makes no sense, right? And so we will have to reevaluate the way that we deal with this kind of information uh, because, you know, like if you... Um, if you then don't take care of this, then all the work that you're doing, you're basically giving it away to everybody for free. And some people will still think that this is the right thing to do. I simply don't see then a way for us to survive business-wise if we uh, decide that this is the right thing to do. This would have to be a very dystopian Star Trek type of future yeah. <laughs> where there is a galactic uh, communism, so to say. <laughs> well, do you think that's what's happening now? Because people don't get the chance to opt in with their images, people's images being used and the lack of copyright at the moment. Like, do you, do you, I guess that's kind of what you're talking about, um, does that make you hesitant to use any gen AI tools? So you see, that's the thing. Since I'm an artist and I know how difficult it is to develop ideas and to, to create things in a way that they make sense, at least to, for yourself, I simply don't find joy into prompting something and seeing it coming out uh, just for the sake of seeing it. Um, the joy that I feel is when a client says to me, oh, you know, we're thinking of like putting tables there. And it's like, okay, I can do a very rough sketch using uh, generative field, uh, field in Photoshop, presenting it to them and, and say, yeah, we like that, but change it with this kind of table. Okay, so if I know that we have to move in that direction, we take the image, we put it in the pipeline, the final product looks good. To me, that makes sense because I'm solving a, a real life issue. And some people might not feel like that, and that's okay. Um, it's just the, the, the way that I see this working, uh, you, you know, according to my morals, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah, I understand what you mean. And like, I feel like it's it's that thing where, you know, we're hoping that the copyright issues and things will be solved so that artists can you know well this is a question I want to ask you that's kind of related is your journey with NFTs I know that you've posted a lot about it and you talked a lot about it like can you give us a little summary of what your what your experience with NFTs are and I'm going to ask how that links with AI um 
so generally speaking, I, I'm still a big supporter of the uh, of the entire um, you know NFT movement simply because like the idea of owning things digitally, uh, you know, it, it's something that makes sense. And you know, you can think of a future where you are a content creator and you decide to upload everything online. And so Google will give the possibility to people to say, hey, look, you can download this image and use it commercially from a Google search. And so, you know, if you're a photographer, if you're an artist um, and you can have like millions of downloads every single day, you know, I would like to have that opportunity. And so if NFTs are a way to make people um, use digital content in that way, then I support that because, you know, like a lot of things nowadays are used and nobody gets any credit. They don't get any money, you know, music, uh, photography. Um, now, NFT might not be the the solution to the problem because of, uh, uh, you know, the fact that they're clunky and very heavy to process, you know, it takes time. There are solutions that are coming which are uh, faster and more optimized, but I do think that this is sort of like uh, the the future of how we are going to consume digital content. Because imagine, you know, like one day we're going to have platforms where travelers can document their travel and you'll follow them for the enjoyment of like uh, looking at them going around the world. And then you're going to have the opportunity to click on uh, a backpack that, you know, they use, right? And you'll be able to buy it and they'll get a little cut um, of the money that you spend online. And so, you know, they'll be able to keep doing their traveling because you're buying stuff in order to support them, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Same thing will be with musicians, you know, uh, with artists as well. Um and and that's the thing that I think is very exciting is that our digital world um, is overlapping more and more with the physical one. If you think of the filters on Instagram or if you think of like, uh, I don't know, you know, like one day we might have the chance to buy a Levi's t-shirt in a shop and then you'll get an NFT or whatever equi technological equivalent of like, a filter that comes with that t-shirt so that when you take a picture online, you'll have a fun filter that will allow you to express yourself creatively in a different way. Some people might think of that as being a useless feature, but as I told you, you know, we live in a society where we look for confirmation online. So it's not that difficult to think that that might be something that will become culturally uh, acceptable you know like mm. um 10 years ago we would laugh of people doing tiktoks in the street or dances you know just for the attention and now people are defending creators in the street that are dancing and that are trying to express themselves you know I, i've stopped having a strong opinion about all of this because you know like bob dylan says the wheel is still in spin so you know don't have the last word and so you gotta keep an open mind otherwise you know like especially as a designer don't uh, surround yourself of very strong fixed opinions because like oftentimes the the 
innovation and 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 the novelty of things really is locked outside of you know those constraints that we put around ourselves yeah. by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've expressed that really well. I feel like um you can apply that to lots of different kind of disciplines as well, right? So um I guess well what do you think about um the idea that a, like generative AI tools that use artists work online, for example, might clash with the idea of NFTs um, of like ownership. And do you think that in the future you'd like to see, you'd like to see them kind of come together in that like artists are owning part of that. So for example, if I type in Fabio Palvelli style, you know, video. Um, you're gonna get you're very gonna get... bad art. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm going to show no, you. I'll do it live. No. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. So um, if you see the companies that are investing in uh, MidJourney and other tools, even like uh, that's another thing that I don't think that people know. You know that when you use um, sort of like generative fields in Photoshop, you are not allowed anymore to use that image commercially. Do you know that? Right. No, I didn't actually. Yeah. So mm, in the very beginning, when you agree to using the generative uh, filters uh, or a, a field, they'll tell you that. And if you look at MidJourney, the people that are putting their money into these technologies get the images, um, eye stock photos. Yes. And so like, why? Because the idea is that one day, if you're really using the byproduct of stock images, they're going to bill you based on the images that you have actually used. And I can tell you already, you will have the option in the future to choose the actual images that you want to use and how many you want to use, because the more you will use, the more expensive the final work is going to be. Yes. And that's actually a good thing because, you know, if you put a price tag on these things, then you will have to really think about the way that you use them because, you know, it won't be like, like V-Ray, you pay one price and you can do all the renderings that you want as long as you have electricity. But in, in the case of MidJourney or any other generative tools, you'll be limited to that. And I think mm. that this is because like right now, everybody thinks that, you know, like because you have AI, you can do everything and you can do it on your own and you don't need designers anymore. That's not going to be the case. You know, the the companies that create these tools, they want these tools to be commercially viable. And so they will want you to spend money. Uh, so if the idea is that designers are going to be replaced by, uh, you know, you do it yourself, then that will come at a cost. And so, you know, I don't think that this is ever going to be the case. Also because like, the fact that you know you can have an automation it doesn't really mean that you can create stuff for yourself you know something like, good yeah yeah that's the thing i mean think of all the websites where you can actually design your own website and you don't need the developer anymore uh, yeah because you need the skills to code it to like customize it as you like want for my own personal website imagine when you have a project that has the complexity of like different functions uh, rules regulations 
it's always going, there's going to always be a certain amount of politics involved that will never allow for automation, you know. And if the automation will come, that will be way down the line. Yeah. What do you think about the possibility of a feedback loop in that um, if we're if we're reusing images all the time, that that limits um, new ideas and thought? So what's going to happen is that, you know, what I just told you is that we're going to level up the field to the point where things will not look new anymore. They will not look interesting. They will not look uh, exciting, right? Um, and this is something that you can actually see it with the, if you're a Pixar fan and you watch the movies that Pixar uh, does, you know, like you see that there are certain periods of times where sort of like the cartoons, they look like they've been done in the same style. And then, you know, there is a, a big revolution and then they change things around and they do it simply because, you know, people get used to it. And and especially in a in a super fast paced society like the one that we live in, uh, we get used to stuff way too quickly. Like, mm. you know, I remember at a certain point people were like, oh, look at this amazing 3D rendering. And then you will look at the image and you'll be like, no, no, you did this in mid-journey. Like you could really tell that, you know, like that image was done in mid-journey. And so at a certain point, you know, like we had already leveled up the field after a few months of using these tools, right? Mm. Yeah. So it's going to like, it's going to, do you think it's going to, um, in a positive way, maybe push people to up their game? In terms of Absolutely. like coming something more creative, having to find more inspiration. Absolutely. Otherwise, we we're gonna be stagnant. And you know, like this happens already in our field. Like, you know, there are people that are true masters in creating things. You know, Mir or Luxigon. Um, it's been more than twenty years that these guys have been in business. Well, no, maybe that's a little bit too much. But uh, you know, like Luxigon. Eric has been doing this job, yeah, for more than 20 years. And somehow, when they come up with a new image, you can still see that they're doing things differently, you know? Mm. And so that ability, it, it comes from within. It's not an automation. It's not taking advantage of the tools because I can tell you that Eric still works with like Cinema 4D, Octane, and, uh, and Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> and... He doesn't use bump. <laughs> which... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You, you mean he That's uses that. normals or nothing or none? He says no bump whatsoever. <laughs> He's a really funny guy. Is he a painter? He's everything. Like Eric the Brush is everything. Um, you just need to come and see him at the D2 if you want to know what I'm talking about. But he's a he's an amazing human being, and like. To me, like when we talk about creativity, the, the first person that comes to my mind, it's always him. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'd love to see him speak. Fabio, I'm going to, uh, we need to wrap up because we're coming to the end of our hour. I feel like I, I could chat to you for like another three minutes. hours. I wanted to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, have, I feel like I could I could keep talking to you. Well, hopefully if, if, um, if I'm able to keep doing this, maybe we'll have you on in a few months with completely new ideas for the new technology that, you know, keeps changing. I feel like 
thank you so much for uh, like for sharing here and also sharing online I feel like your thoughts and ideas it's really it's really great to to see people I feel like it's the opposite of you know um keeping your ideas to yourself so no one steals them I think like the more people share and the community grows the more everyone can learn which is just a really positive thing so thanks oh, for yeah, that absolutely. absolutely and I think that you know like the the uh, the possibilities uh, that we all have to do new and better things are infinite and so, you know, like it's better to have ideas than to just have secrets, right? Thank you so much for, for joining. Lot, it was a pleasure.